Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How would you like a 15% discount to my daily email, the stack of stuff, the show notes, discounts to the conference, all of that? All you need to do is text the word SHOW to 33777. You'll get the annual subscription with a 15% discount to my daily email. You'll get the stack of stuff, the links to the show notes, discounts to the conference, and so much more. All you have to do is text the word SHOW, S-H-O-W, to 33777. Text SHOW to 33777. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, happy to have you, as always. So uh, there is in a number of states, are in a number of states, efforts to advance school choice and it is my hope that in my state of Georgia they will pass school choice um, there are advances be made in a number of states and you know some states are already leading the way uh, in for example Arkansas Florida in um, Oklahoma Huge school choice movement sweeping Republican states. It is absurd that we're at this point where you go to a school based on your zip code, and if you live in the wrong zip code, you may be going to a failing school. It's just kind of ridiculous. Now, I got a I got a personal investment in this one, and I need to talk locally about this. And my apologies to all of you, but I so I know the governor in Georgia. I really actually like the governor of Georgia and his wife personally. Um, they're just good people, and I don't ever like to. In fact, I I rarely rarely will text the governor of Georgia and ask him anything positive. He's like, I don't text people typically uh, to wish people a Merry Christmas or Happy New Year because I, I get so many people do, and I'm, I'm listen, this is not to discourage you from doing it. I really I don't mind. But I just think if I'm getting this many, I mean, he's the governor of the freaking state. Uh, there's no way I'm texting Merry Christmas or Happy New Year's because I'm probably like the millionth person to do so. Don't want to bother him. And I really never, people ask me all the time. I mean, in, in fact, I mean, this morning, literally, I got asked this morning, would you text Governor Kemp and ask him to do X, Y, or Z? And I never do it. Because I, I, I actually consider the guy a friend. I don't like it when people want to ambush me off air with a bunch of politics talk. I, I sure don't want to bother uh, him just because uh, I have easy access to him and it's his day job. And I, I'm not going to 
tell him, so-and-so wants me to tell you X, Y, I, I refuse to do it. I, I make it a, a public choice. I, I make it a policy choice of mine that uh, when I know people, I, I try not to bother them about their day jobs uh, as other people want me to. It also keeps me like, people know I'm not going to do it, so you can stop asking. However, I happen to have a really big microphone and platform. And so I will use my platform here with all of you to say Governor George, Governor Kemp or those who work with Governor Kemp, I beg you, I plead with you, please make school choice an issue in the state of the state. Make it an issue. Make school choice your issue this year. In Georgia, there are about 17 rural Republicans who have blocked it. But suburban and urban parts of the state need it. Now, the reason these Republicans are blocking it is because state school superintendents are big employers in the counties of these rural Republicans. And these rural Republicans, they don't want to make the local school systems mad because they're afraid they'll get people qualifying against them. And so they, they don't, they don't want to support school choice. And what they do is they say they'll support it. They say they'll support it. And then you have this period of qualifying. Every state has qualifying. And when that's when people qualify to run. And so you see this, you're seeing it in Texas right now. All these Republicans saying, hey, we'll consider school choice. We'll consider it. And then the qualifying period ends when the people can run against them in the next election. And then they vote against school choice because, they, well, I'm safe. I don't have a primary opponent. So I don't have to do this now. And this is what's happening in my state. It's happening in Texas. It's happening in Missouri and other states have seen this as well, where Republicans say they'll consider it. The state legislature doesn't vote for it until after the qualifying period is over, and then they vote against it, and they're safe because no one's going to primary them now. These 70 Republicans probably need to be primaried and, and just go on and announce you're going to oppose them now over school choice. Now, I've been told that the Speaker of the House in Georgia, um, Speaker Burns, is not incentivized to advance school choice. It's there's a pending a vote in the House uh, because there's no real constituency demand there. So if if you're in Georgia and you're concerned about school choice and you want it to pass, you should probably call the Speaker's office and just very politely say you care about this issue. You think it'd be good for Republicans? They should advance it. Now, I have a national show now. I used to just have a Georgia show. I try not to talk about Georgia issues on this show. But if you'll just forgive me here, I think that we're, we're seeing this big split among Republicans nationwide. And school choice is the civil rights issue of our time. There are a lot of non-white kids in this country who could get a better education, but because of the zip code they live in, they go to failing schools. And they are penalized 
because of where they live. You may live in a part of the state that has great public schools. And if that's so, then under the theories of the free market, you're not going to see a massive movement of kids out of your public school into a private school. And in some parts of the state, there aren't, there isn't a private school infrastructure for kids to even go to. They've got to go to the public school. And that may be fine where you are. But there are plenty of places in your state and mine with terrible public schools. And we should want kids to get the best education possible. The way out of poverty for a black kid in the inner city is not for the government to create affirmative action programs. It's not for corporations to advance DEI initiatives. It's for their mind to be molded to greatness with great teachers in a good school system. And we're denying a lot of kids that based on their zip code. It's zip code discrimination. My kids go to a great school and are getting a great education. I would homeschool before I send my kids to the local public school where I live. Meanwhile, 45 minutes from me, there's a public school where people literally are moving to the area just to get their kids into that public school. It's a great public school. And that public school is not going to have competition from private schools because the public school is so good and offers so many amenities. And it's no surprise the Republican who represents that district supports school choice because he understands the kids in this, this public school system, they're not going to be deprived of people pulling their kids out of school and, and money moving somewhere else because it's such a great system to begin with. Y'all, we got to fix the public school systems in this country, and the best way to do it is to implement competition. Every Republican claims to support free market competition. Free market competition in the school system would improve the school system. And the way you do that is school choice. You allow parents the opportunity who can to get their kids out of the public school, and you're going to force the public schools to improve to keep the kids. Why are we holding kids hostage in a public school system? In Georgia, it's rural Republicans. In Texas, it's actually some of the more urban Republicans who are, who are opposed to school choice. Governor Abbott keeps calling them back for a special session after special session, trying to force the House Republicans to vote. They're going to be primaried, and every House Republican in Texas should be defeated who oppose school choice. I would challenge Governor Kemp in Georgia and Speaker Burns to get with Lieutenant Governor Jones and advance school choice. The Lieutenant Governor in the state of Georgia, Burt Jones, one of the biggest advocates for school choice in the state right now, fighting hard. I, I would encourage him to block any legislation out of the House until they pass it. But here's what you, the people, need to understand. They in Georgia need to pass it before qualifying. In Texas, they've been exposed. The Republicans in the House in Texas have been exposed as opposed to school choice. They will be primaried. In Georgia, they should go on and put school choice to a vote now and see which Republicans oppose it so they can be primaried. And I will tell you, if they're not going to do it, some of you in these rural parts of the state, you need to go on and, and get ready and run for office on the school choice issue. You need to make it about school choice. It is the civil rights issue of our time. 
and it should not be Republicans who are standing in the way of the advancement of black and Hispanic kids in this country and their ability to get a better education. This needs to happen. This needs to happen. We must advance school choice in this country. I reached out to Corey DeAngelis, who's one of the big advocates of it. He's actually on his honeymoon. So uh, the progressives are attacking him. He put up a picture on his Instagram feed of him and his new wife. He's kissing her in front of the Coliseum in Rome. And the Illinois Teachers Union is attacking him. It's nice to see a childless man telling parents and schools what to do while he vacations in Italy. Um, you creeps, he's on his honeymoon. He's on his honeymoon. How dare you? You know, he's going to actually, like, now he's married and he and his wife are going to have a number of kids. The future of this country, while so many childless union activists in the teachers' unions are upset with him for doing this. When he comes back from his honeymoon, I'm going to get Corey on this program. We're going to talk about this issue because, y'all, Republicans, conservatives, it is a no-brainer that we support free market reform. One of the great free market reforms is allowing parents who can to take their kids out of school and give them a better education somewhere else. And their tax dollars should be able to support that effort. And Republicans nationwide should understand this. And if you're in Georgia, you should be on the phone today to the Speaker of the House's office in Georgia, Speaker Burns, saying you support it and you want this legislation to advance now. The legislature in Georgia convened today. The legislature in Texas is going to head back again. Y'all should be burning up the phone lines there too. You need to let these people know this is a huge issue and you support it. They got to be heard because right now I'm told they're not hearing it in Georgia. And the legislature, the House members need to know you want school choice to pass. You want to give these kids a better education. Or you know what you're going to be doing? You're going to be subsidizing these kids when they become adults. You're going to be subsidizing their time in jail or their time in poverty because you denied them a good education by refusing to advance school choice. So you either advance school choice and help these kids get ahead in life or be prepared to subsidize their existence for the rest of their lives because you denied them a better education. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Delighted to have you with me. Let me go to the phones. Let's uh, go first. Benji, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much, Eric. Hey, question for you in regards to you talking about uh, just the school choice and really your comment about, you know, call up you know, your senator and kind of put your your voice out there. So my question, and, and would love to hear your thoughts. You know, I've been asked before, call your congressman or senator for X, Y, and Z reason. Um, I mean, truly, what is the effectiveness of that? Like, does the does the call, does the 
uh, you know, you, you want to kind of kind of push for your stance there. Does that, you know, truly ultimately help change and, and have some effectiveness in their decision making? So it actually does. Um, Writing letters is less effective, but phone calls is pretty effective. But now here's the catch. A lot of people just call the congressman they know or the House member. So let's deal with in Georgia, the state house and the state senate. Uh, It doesn't matter if you're not in the district. uh, But if you call and you say, I'm a constituent of yours and you call that who is your actual house member, yeah, it actually has a noticeable impact on them, particularly when it's done in large numbers. In fact, we've had the situation, I, I, I kind of let go of our activism center. I'm trying to get it started again to direct people to the state legislature. We, we've had people just turn off the phone in the past because they were getting so many phone calls. But that really, mm-hmm. that stuff really does matter. If you see them in public and you raise the issue so they're not shielded by staff, it, it matters to them. They feel the constituent pressure. Um, it also does matter to some degree if you call, for example, the speaker's office because he represents the majority. And if there's a lot of pressure from around the state uh, saying, hey, please support this issue, then people like the Speaker of the House, they pay attention to it. Now, uh, the speaker's a little more um, isolated because he's got a district that he cares most about those people. But when it becomes a big issue like this and that big issue uh, resonates with your legislators, it matters. If some of these guys who opposed it get a bunch of constituents to start calling them and they actually are constituents and they actually do live in the district, they will pay attention to that sort of stuff. They, they, they always do. Uh, it matters what you think because they want to keep in office. And if they're afraid that many of you support it and they vote against it, they might lose their job. Well, they'll change their mind. Brad, you're next. Welcome. Hey, thanks, Eric. I, I appreciate you bringing this up again. Uh, I've, I've emailed my local constituent. I've called them on the phone, and I don't know how he's voting on it. And I feel very strongly about this because we adopted a young lady, and she's a straight-A student in a private school because we felt that strongly about it. And I really would like to see my tax dollars follow my child. So how do we find out how they're voting, who these 17 uh, Republicans are? Uh, you know what? I will get their names. Uh, I, I actually asked somebody the other day to get me their names, and, and he hadn't done so. But I, I got to get the full list because a couple of them have changed their minds now and have said they'll come out and support it. We need a couple more. I think we need four more of them to change their minds in Georgia. So I, I'll get them for you, and we'll put the pressure on it. And I know as my show has grown down in, in South Georgia as well, I'm in some of the areas with state representatives in Georgia that opposed it. Now, the other issue is Texas. Now, I'm not on any radio stations in Texas. I'm trying to get on radio stations in Texas. I've got a huge listenership online. Like, Texas is like I can look at who listens on the live stream. It's like the third most listened to state is in Texas. So I've got a huge audience in Texas, but not on any radio stations. But in Texas is another issue. In Texas, the state Senate keeps passing school choice reform, just like in Georgia state Senate that passed it. It's the state House that keeps refusing to do it. Greg Abbott there is bringing the heat. He's willing to primary Republicans who oppose it. It's a winning issue. Polling shows Republicans in Texas support it, and these state House members in Texas are going to be voted out the door by Republicans over this issue. Good riddance. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, happy to have you. Now is the time to make your king cakes. We are into Mardi Gras season. I got to get my Mardi Gras wreath on the front porch. I took down all my Christmas decorations this weekend. I am cut up all over the place from taking down garlands and wreaths and we still got the Christmas tree up. The lights are off. The kids have to take all the ornaments off. I, I refuse to take the ornaments off the Christmas tree. Somebody else has to do that. I let them put it up. They're going to take it down. All right. Uh, you should know, by the way, that um, the attorney general in Missouri is now saying he is going to uh, push or not the attorney general, rather the secretary of state of Missouri is going to, Consider taking Joe Biden off the ballot in Missouri because of the invasion at the southern border. Joe Biden is siding with those who are invading. Uh, therefore, he's in violation of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. And since the left has said it is self-enacting, uh, he will take him off the ballot for aiding and abetting invaders to the United States. Aha! You see where this heads, liberals? You see where this heads? Now... To the phones, Bud, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Bud? Yes. Hi there. Eric, I um, probably am the most conservative person you'll meet. I'm a capitalist. I'm an entrepreneur. I believe in competition, and I strongly support school choice. However, the bill... In our legislature, and I served there in the state senate a number of years ago, but the bill that is legislature in Georgia is, in my opinion, not a good bill because it only offers partial financial support. I've forgotten the number. I think it's, it's sixty-five hundred dollars. Sixty-five hundred dollars. Yeah. What that means? That means that somebody who can afford to pay. A private school price, which is almost always far beyond $6,500, that person will get a $6,500 stipend and pay the difference. The poor people, primarily minorities who are economically disadvantaged, they can't afford not only the last part of the payment to the private school, but they can't afford the, the, to use the $6,500 because they can't pay that last payment. So we've got to have a different kind of bill that pays the whole tab, in my opinion, or we've got to have the stipend of $6,500 limited to people of lower income. Am I right or wrong, crazy or well, smart? It, so I, I would tell you that um, this is one of the objections that comes up and that they can, they don't have the they've almost got the votes for this. They don't have the votes for a full payment. Uh, but you know, I, I'll just use my kids' school as an example. Um, they use the Opportunity Scholarship Fund, and so a parent could come in 
with the 6500 from this and then also use the Opportunity Scholarship Fund, which leaves more money for the rest of the Opportunity Scholarship Fund, and they could combine the two to be able to make the payment. So you're, you're still able to get low-income kids in by combining this with the Opportunity Scholarship Fund. Well, I'm not familiar with that Opportunity Scholarship Fund. Is that available to everyone? Yes. So, you know, so in, in now this is just in Georgia, you can you can contribute your state taxes to what's called the Opportunity Scholarship Fund or as part of the HOPE Fund. And so that money then goes to any private school that applies for it so that kids can apply to use that money to go to school. So in my kids' school, we have a number of kids. Like, we redirect our state taxes uh, to the Opportunity Fund so that our school then can take dollar for dollar what we would give in state taxes goes into this fund, and poor kids are able to come to my kids' school because of that fund. It, It covers their tuition. So when you combine that with the Georgia Promise Scholarship Act, that would give 6500 that then reduces by 6500 the amount that would come from the Opportunity Fund so that a, a poor kid can not only come in, but also there's more money in the Opportunity Scholarship Fund left over as well. And the only other thing that might be needed in the bill is to provide an advisor to people who get the initial uh, help, financial support from the state, because I'm fairly aware of what's going on and halfway educated, but I wasn't aware of what you just said. And so if I was poor and knew that I couldn't pay the cost above the 6,500 stipend that I would get, I just wouldn't apply. So there's got to be some education. Uh, I appreciate your informing me, but we've got to make this available to poor people, not just to rich people. I completely agree with you, Bud. Um, I completely agree with you on that. Thank you very much for the phone call as well. Uh, one of the issues, though, as well, is, is the viability of if 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 we expanded this just to the uh, cover the full cost of tuition for private schools, the, the problem would be, frankly, that you don't have the Republican votes in, in the legislature to get it even passed. So they're trying to do this small step and look at the obstacle to get this small step. But there is the opportunity scholarship. Our My kids' private school has a number of, of kids who go, and it, it's a tax credit system. So, like, I just say you pay $2,000 in, in taxes to the state. I think $2,000 in taxes is the cap. So the $2,000 that you paid to the state is redirected instead into this fund and then we've designated my kids' private school to be able to get the money. Uh, and so it builds a pool of money for my kids' school so that poor kids who otherwise can't afford the tuition can go. You add in the $6,500, that's the money the state flows to a local school system. Not It's not money that the local school system gets. It's money that flows from the state to the local school district. And that money should follow the parents and follow the kid. And so if the kid moves to a different school district, that 6500 follows the kid. And what this legislation says is that 6500 should follow the kid even if he goes to private school. So cut off $6,500. You do that, combine it with opportunity scholarship funding, then suddenly this opens the door of education for a lot of kids. It is true a lot of people don't know about the opportunity scholarship, and there are some schools who don't even take advantage of it, and they all should. Now, let me let me walk this back, please, to a larger national picture. I'm 
do a disservice to the rest of you who aren't in Georgia. Republicans are on the right side of this issue. 80% of black families support school choice in this country, 80%. A majority of Americans, you know who are the least likely people to support school choice in the country? Rich white people. Rich white liberals in particular are the most hostile people to school choice. Black moms and dads support it. White rednecks support it. Hispanic moms and dads support it. Blue-collar workers support it. White, rich Republicans support it. It's the white progressives, wealthy ones, who oppose it. Because they don't want those poor black kids coming to their kids' private school. That's what it is. They don't want to admit it, but it's true. I know a very prominent Democratic strategist, you all know, who told me that's why you can't get school choice in a lot of uh, New England states and a lot of northern states, even where the Republicans are in charge, because it's the wealthy people don't want those kids coming to their kids' private school. It is a, a race issue. It is a, it is a big issue. And the Republicans are on the right side. But the Republicans nationwide need to be on the right side. In Missouri, in Texas, in Georgia— Look at, you know, in, in Florida, the, under Jeb Bush started this program in, in Florida, and it's why the Republicans have been advancing. You, you Republicans in Texas and Georgia, you are all worried about the demographic trends in your states that are moving your states to the left. The Georgia just went through another round of judicially ordered redistricting, and they're worried about the advance of Democrats in the state. In Texas, every year now, the Republicans are more worried about it. Look at the states that advance school choice. School choice is why the state of Florida has become a Republican state. Because black and Hispanic voters in that state have started voting Republican because the Democrats, every year, campaign on ending school choice. And so those black parents and Hispanic parents are supporting the Republicans because of school choice. It has made Florida a Republican state. Every state that advances school choice becomes more Republican because the Democrats are so tied to progressive groups and teachers unions opposed to it when they try to kill it. Black parents and Hispanic parents start voting Republican. It is a political winner for you and the GOP to support this issue. But some of you are too scared of local school boards. And you should be scared of what's coming for you if you oppose it. It is just a no-brainer to support this issue for your long-term political viability. Bob, you're going to be the last caller today. Welcome. Hey, Eric. How you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, well, I'm doing all right uh, for the first Monday of the week. Um, I was listening to your previous caller. And I've always thought that all social benefits at all levels, federal, state, or whatever, should be predicated off your, your net income for income tax purposes. Uh, and, and on this case, for school choice, if that adjusted amount is above a certain level, you don't qualify for the program. But if it's below that, on, on a continuing decreasing basis, you get more toward matching education. So the, those that are on poverty level eligible for the largest amount of payments and those that are 
and above the max aren't eligible at all. Yeah, look, and I, I think I'm, that's that is. I'm fine with Mises. Now, the problem here is is the way the, the $6,500 comes about in the Georgia plan, but I, I'm fine with means testing it. Like, my kids, I can afford to cover the cost of their tuition at a private school, uh, and I'm okay with it. I, I, but I would really love for the mom and dad whose kid is in a failing school in Atlanta to be able to go to a private school, and they're more expensive in Atlanta than where I live. So, yeah, let, let's let's find a way to do that. But uh, let's not make the perfect the enemy of the good here. This is a good step forward to open this program and to begin expanding it. And I, I hope Governor Kemp in Georgia exercises leadership like Governor Abbott is in, in Texas and the governor of Missouri is in in Missouri and, and Sarah Sanders has in Arkansas, Ron DeSantis has in Florida. Uh, this is the civil rights issue of our day, giving kids access to a good school. And what we're seeing is public schools around the country are failing at that in suburban and urban areas. They're more interested in indoctrination than education. I mean, even in, in, in places like Cobb County, Georgia, uh, Houston, Texas, you, you've got school systems that seem to be giving up on educating the kids in favor of just indoctrinating them into the lotus, l- latest woke cause of the day. I mean, in, in my area, y'all, I mean, I, I'm in Georgia, not exactly a, a progressive state. You had a, a Cobb County educator decide to show kids in PE class for Valentine's Day of like first graders a video on same-sex relationships of some sort. We should be allowing the parents at that school to get out of that school system. And school choice is the way to make it happen. Around the country, Republicans should be supporting school choice. Again, it is a fact. Every state that has embraced school choice has become more Republican and increased black and Hispanic voting for Republicans. Because once those parents get a taste of school freedom, they don't go back to the Democratic Party. This is not just a good public policy issue, it's great politics for the GOP. The fact that some members of the Republican Party can't understand that is why those people should be primaried out of the party in the next election cycle. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. You know, the big story I was supposed to talk about today, and now i got to go back and uh, redo my second hour podcast title because I never even got to the story. That's how much other stuff's going on is we've got a spending deal, a $1.7 trillion spending deal. Conservatives and progressives are all deeply unhappy with it. Um, It ups defense spending, which is good, $886 billion. It cuts the IRS. Remember, they were going to fund all those agents of the IRS. It pulls back $20 billion from the IRS budget. It also pulls back $6 billion that was never spent on COVID funding. So you get $26 billion there, uh, total $16 billion in actual cuts. Now, how is it if it's 20 from the IRS and 6 from COVID? How is it? That's 26. So how is it $16 billion actual cuts? Uh, because the cuts are actual real cuts, $16 billion, plus we're pulling back that $26 billion of money that was never spent. 
So real cuts of $16 billion. Conservatives wanted $30 billion in real cuts. Now, can they pass it? The Republicans have about a one to two seat majority in the House. And um, it doesn't necessarily bode well for the GOP that conservatives are as aggressively against it as they could be. I mean, conservatives are really, really, it sounds like, opposed to this. Now, Chip Roy, kind of the leader of the conservatives in the House, uh, is saying he is willing to wait a little longer and explore a little more uh, exactly how this is um, going to play out. He's, he's intrigued, but he's intrigued as no sure thing. So we'll see. But the bottom line is it appears that Johnson was able to cut the deal with the Democrats, and it puts him in the position of Kevin McCarthy. Will the Republicans oust him? I don't know that they can afford to oust You know, so if, if the Republicans oust Johnston because they don't like this deal, and he says, well, then a pox on all your houses, I quit, like Kevin McCarthy did, suddenly the Democrats control the House. So Johnson can use the threat of quitting to try to get some leverage in the House to be able to pass this. The odds are this is going to pass because neither side headed into an election wants a shutdown. Um, the spending for agriculture, transportation, energy, veterans affairs, and, and others expires on January 19th. So they got to do this. The, the Pentagon funding ends on February 2nd. So for the Pentagon, they've got less than a month now for that as well. Plus, you've got congressional recesses, you got winter, you got the storms in the Northeast slowing down travel. You got to have people in Congress to vote on this stuff. The speaker says, this is his quote, the funding levels, quote, will not satisfy everyone and they do not cut as much spending as many of us would like, but the most it's the most favorable budget agreement Republicans have achieved in over a decade. Democrats are saying it advanced Democratic agendas, although they're trying to downplay that because they don't want to uh, hurt it in the House. Um, we'll see. Also, you know, um, there are these triggers in effect from the, the budget deal, a short-term funding patch could spur defense cuts of 1% beginning in May, and non-defense accounts could be slashed by 5%. A 9% cut to domestic programs would be exacted if Congress doesn't get things done. And conservatives are thinking, you know, we could get more cuts if we just don't do anything. I feel bad for Speaker Johnston. Um, and I, I, I do, because he actually is a conservative. He's, he's, he is a real conservative. It's the first real conservative Speaker of the House we have. And, you know, you got people like Marjorie Taylor Greene say, well, he believes all this stuff, but he's not living up to it. She gave Kevin McCarthy a pass on everything, essentially saying that there's a benefit to having no principles with Kevin McCarthy. This is what some of the populists are doing. Well, we know Mike Johnson's a conservative, and he's not giving us conservative stuff. This isn't good. Well, you know, Kevin McCarthy was a principleless person and gave you nothing with principles, and you gave him a pass. At least now you have a conservative who's trying his best, but he's only got a two-seat majority. So good luck getting anything done. Uh, I, I think if you're Republicans, you're probably going to have to go along with this because what are you, are you going to try? I mean, I'm, I'm always in favor of government shutdown, but I think headed into an election year, most Republicans would be scared to death to do it. So what are you going to do? Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.